0: Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all
1: audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
2: The world's original podcast.
3: Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered.
4: Patriots Unfiltered, Patriots Unfiltered T-shirts. Finally. So let's see. Should we should I get up and model? Some of us are in uniform. Yeah. yeah. Evan, I noticed you're not wearing a T-shirt. I'm not. I didn't get the memo. Right? Uh, you're not either. You think you're better than everybody?
5: <laughs> I love when he Says breaks the, out as Jackie Mason out of nowhere.
6: I, I think he's in the same tier as, but just because he's maybe two spots lower right. than him isn't really that big of a difference. It's
7: not 27. He's fourth tier. Do you Do know who Tony Mandrich is? No. What, oh it, what a generation. Oh, wow.
4: From the day he was born, his father
7: like groomed him. Oh, to that's be an Todd NFL Marinovich. <laughs> my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he literally watches nothing, nothing. but the Patriots. <laughs> this is me yesterday. Like I'm like, ooh, this Bryce Young's
4: pretty athletic. This guy's smooth. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's, I'm making fun of myself. Stick around if you want a chance to win a Patriot. Patriots unfiltered T-shirt that Evans not wearing.
3: This is Patriots unfiltered,
2: fueled by Duncan.
3: Patriots unfiltered.
4: All right, welcome to Patriots unfiltered. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and we're watching Paul and I the combine in in the background. Our own no socks and Brad Amos from our uh, video crew. So
6: oh, I don't see Bradley. We yeah, do. he just passed through. Oh, he,
4: okay. he, but um, yeah. No socks knowing where the cameras are, as usual. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Uh, but our crew is. Attention at the, whore. Our crew is at the Combine. And so uh, stay tuned with Patriots.com for all the Combine news as it relates to the Patriots. And uh, Deuce will be calling in, I think, around 1 o'clock. So he'll give us a live update of what's going on over there. Uh, Paul and I are here in studio with Matt. Evan and Deuce are in Indy along with, uh, no, Tamara's not. I don't know where she is. Um, But uh, the rest of our crew's out there. We're covering the uh, Combine from a Patriots perspective, obviously. Uh, I just saw Nick Casario was at the podium. We saw Josh McDaniels earlier uh, at the podium. And, uh, you know, I think based on what he said, didn't kill the Matt Patricia going over there news. Um, so that could still Yeah, happen. I mean, that was
6: the, the, first, the first press conference I heard this morning um, was Sean Payton, and he was asked a couple of questions about uh, Matty P. And, um, you know, Payton was very complimentary of him, uh, you know, talked about his, his work with the Patriots. But then there was a follow-up, you know, basically saying, you know, so is, is this not closed, the door not closed to him? And he, in the way Peyton explained it, he wanted to continue to to talk to Vance Joseph. Yeah. Obviously, you want to make sure the defensive coordinator is okay with the potential role. Um, but that he's, you know, he What's was that? very impressed with his interview. Is a very bright guy and. Yeah. They wanted to look into. So a was it a New role. England
4: media person who asked the question? I couldn't
6: um, make out the voice um, of the woman who asked the question. the The follow up question was definitely a woman, and I don't, I didn't see it, and I was watching it, but it, you, you just watch the podium; you don't see the people asking yeah. the questions. So I didn't.
4: Yeah, I, I you know, I thought that. You know, when the announcement was made with Bill O'Brien, I thought there was a good chance that Patricia would stay and go back to the role that he was before 2022, which was more, uh, you know, on a GM path, more personnel scouting, you know, back, yeah. back office type stuff. But then you hear like the growing influence that Matt Groh has, you know, has gotten over the last year. And you're like, oh, well, maybe there isn't room for him to go back there um so so um, maybe we shouldn't be surprised that he's out there you know interviewing for other jobs um and you know as as we talked about, it would be weird if you know all year matt's here and you know matt Patricia and all he's hearing is oh the offense is better and blah blah blah, and you know that's it, it, an uncomfortable situation for both sides
6: yeah i I agree, and the, you know the other part that leads me to believe that um there's there's some more than just some smoke, um, you know, with that for that, is um right after they went away, NFL Network went away from Peyton, they went to their anchor desk and it was Ian Rappaport immediately saying, Um, I believe the terms that he used were a role something like senior defensive assistant uh or, you know, slash associate head coach, which I thought was kind of specific for something that was just kind of being right. you know, Um, You know, off the top of the head. So I think uh, Ian may be um, in the loop there um, that that that's in the plans. It sounded like uh, and and Peyton talked, you know, in, in, you know, in in positive terms about Vance Joseph, Matt Patricia and Rex Ryan, who also interviewed for that job. It sounded like he just wanted to sort of run it by Vance Joseph uh, just to make sure, you know, there was no ruffled feathers there or anything like that. So, interesting, you know, so we're already getting some Patriots-related news out of the Combine. Um, yeah, and uh, Josh McDaniels, um, you know, really, I, I thought, pretty strong on Billy O'Brien. Yeah. Just what he saw when they worked together. You could see he was a guy who was cut out for the NFL right away. and Yeah. You know, so I think he thinks Mac Jones is in good hands.
4: Yeah, so today is coaches and, and head coaches and, and uh, GMs uh, talking uh, – they'll do a little bit more of that tomorrow and then you know it When the focus turns to the players
6: yeah and there's more um head coach and gm stuff tomorrow too um but um you're right uh, tomorrow in earnest it will go to uh you know the players perspective starts off with defense this year which is a little bit of a flip-flop for what they normally do Yep. um so maybe they maybe they saw that like
4: a lot of people left Combine early, yeah, and they're trying to keep attendance. I wouldn't be surprised
6: by that at all. Um, they they might, um, it might be an effort to do it that way, but it might also be an effort to make it more equitable for the defensive players because I think that media is probably still going to leave.
4: Yeah, I I, I read an article, um, uh, it was one of the national reporters talking about how the player union has been complaining over the years because you know, with the NFL network taking kind of over the the uh, Combine, like, there's been workouts late at night and yeah, stuff like I that. I saw it's some just, of that It's stuff. just not fair. Yeah, yeah.
6: and um, uh, one of our companies around here, a local noble, yeah. um, has taken over the Combine as yeah. the presenting sponsor and whatnot. And um, evidently, as part of that, they're building a uh, pretty significant workout facility yeah. for the players to – you know the way that they sort of described this, and I saw Be- uh, Ben Volen actually wrote a little about this over the weekend. It might have been Volen that I was reading. Um, yeah, he talked about yeah. you know a lot of the players were like sort of relegated to hallways and whatnot to warm up for like you know forty yard dashes and things like that. So yeah, I, I think that's probably a, a better situation. But my thought was, if they're going to build a sort of state of the art kind of facility for these players to work out in inside the convention center, does that mean the Combine staying in Indianapolis? Good question. Because yeah. there has been some talk about moving it around the venue. Yeah, um, unless what
4: Noble is building is kind of mobile. Oh. You know, it's just like a set that or stuff that they can just move wherever. I don't know. I have no idea. The other thing I thought was interesting that uh, we've heard this before that the players associations complained about, and I guess now they have to agree to, is that teams can't ask those weird questions
6: that yeah yeah I guess that was in a a memo trying to crack down on on some of that stuff you know yeah Yeah. I I forget which team
4: got in trouble a few years ago for asking about a player's mother
6: yeah I think it was Des Bryant's
4: wasn't it yeah might have been yeah yeah so so that's going on now and uh, Deuce will be calling in uh, around one o'clock he said
6: um, with an update what yeah, else? and I guess Nick Casario, um, you know, recently finished his and didn't have many uh, New England ties to that. So, um, you know, you, you just kind of you, you, you look at a lot of these guys and you, you know, well, he was here, he was here, he was here, and you're looking for sort of Patriot flavor uh, from some of that. But a couple, i give you a couple of nuggets that I had that I didn't necessarily think rose to the level of writing a separate post about um, okay. Freddie. Yeah. Um, the general manager in um, Denver um, who spoke shortly after Sean Payton, uh, George uh, George Patton, or Payton—I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Okay, is P A T O N? Is that Patton? P A T O Patton? It could be. I don't yeah, know. I'm not positive how to pronounce. Usually, his name. it's Payton. He's been there for a little while. Yeah. Um, he, um, you know, sort of talked about Jerry Judy a little bit. Who's a guy that. Um, they're, they're still deciding whether to pick up his fifth-year option. Right. So if they don't pick up the fifth-year option, that would potentially, to me, make him a more viable trade candidate because yep. it would sort of indicate that maybe the Broncos aren't sold on him. But they he indicated they're very happy with him, and that's something they're going to be discussing uh, in the future. Um, another one uh, was Omar Khan, who is the new general manager in Pittsburgh, who took over for one of our, uh, Andy and I sure. all-time favorite, Kevin Colbert sure. in, in Pittsburgh. No um, one does a draft like Kevin Colbert. Right, and, and I, I thought he was uh, really good at it, and uh, Omar Karn talked a little bit about um, Adrian Clem. Not a whole lot there, um, you know, from the time that, that Clem was in Pittsburgh. Just said, you know, he enjoyed his time with, uh, with Clem and uh, thought he was a really good person and enjoyed talking about his family and whatnot, but not really a whole lot of substance there in terms of this is what you're getting as an offensive line coach. And, you yep. know, who knows? Patriots still really haven't announced that. So yep. I guess that's reportedly. Other Patriots news, Devin McCourty
4: was on uh, Good Morning Football. Is that what it's called? Yes. Okay. I got that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, hmm um, Okay. Obviously his brother is on that show, Jason. But um he made some news talking about Mac. Um, I called it a Patriots Nation pep talk <laughs> um, because, you know, if you were worried about, like, you know, what his teammates think about him. I think Devin McCourty um, gave you some
6: optimism there. Yeah, I'm not worried about what his teammates think of him. I'm worried about what his coaching staff thinks of him. No, I understand, Um, but 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 at least that's half of it right there. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I think that uh, I'm not surprised to see um, the players speak, um, you know, on on his behalf. Um, That's interesting stuff. I think that's probably going to be what you and I are going to talk about for most of this show is – is that kind of stuff? I guess. Um, and, you know. One last thing, um, yeah. combine-related, that I think is of interest to Patriots fans. Not necessarily the Patriots specifically, but um, I don't know if you saw this, Freddie. Um, Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, Taking has decided year. to take yeah. the year off. Yeah. Um, I have a little bit of a, a different take on this. I think it's uh, a, good, <laughs> a good thing for Buffalo. I think that he has come up smallest in the biggest games. Yeah. As the defensive coordinator for the Bills. Um right now it looks like uh, Brandon Bean when he spoke said there's a possibility that they're just going to leave the defensive play calling duties to Sean McDermott. Yeah. I think that would be an upgrade. So you wonder if he was if it was his decision or his kind. Well, it of sounds like the door's suggested. open for him. Like he's like yeah. Frazier says he's coming back to coach in 2024. Bean didn't say whether or not that would be in Buffalo. Right, but it sounded like the doors open for him in Buffalo. I think Frazier may be going through some personal Something. situation, um, you know, that I have no idea about. But um, I, I that on the surface you say, "Wow, Buffalo's losing their off their defensive coordinator." You know, here we are in almost March. You're, you're saying it could be subtraction is yeah, addition. I, I don't uh. think it's a I don't think it's a great thing yeah. for Buffalo, but I don't think it's a it's a terrible thing either because, like I said, I think in the playoffs and in big moments, big situations. They haven't come up big, yeah. Um, and they have, uh, I, I think, the talent to have a better defense than they've they've shown. Um, so that that was another Patriots related item that came out of the okay the combine this morning.
4: All right, anything else um, going around like league wide or anything that we should just put on the table? Well, Marcus Mariota was released, uh, yeah. in Atlanta. Oh, and um, there was a, the Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, is available. Is that correct?
6: Well, he's going to be a free he's agent. He's going to be
4: a free agent? Okay, cuz I heard them talking today that someone wrote he's
6: the the highest ranked tackle
4: pending yeah. free agent. And someone wrote this morning that the Patriots are going to sign him.
6: Oh, I didn't see that.
4: Yeah, that was talked about on one of your shows this That'd morning. That'd be a drop dead stunner. Yeah. Um I I had never heard that before and it could may not be true, but that's what they were talking about this morning. Yeah.
6: One of your writers wrote that's, it. Uh, that's twenty plus million annually. Yeah, I just don't think that would be something the Patriots would be doing. But who yeah. knows? Okay. Yeah, twenty plus. I, I wrote that. I wrote down these numbers a while ago. Orlando Brown. A lot of people are projecting at twenty.
4: Why are they letting him go?
6: Uh, maybe he doesn't want to resign there. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> maybe they're not letting him go. Maybe they'll just franchise him. That's true. Um. trying to
4: think uh, who else did they mention today Um, not necessarily that the Patriots were going to sign but just uh, people you know possible
6: moves around the league we still haven't heard about I'll give you a possible guy that I that I'm interested not as like that number one guy at wide receiver, but uh, Giants are going to let go of Kenny Galladay. That's evident- the one, evidently, I, I was, on the, the yeah. first day of the league here. I was, I was reading that um, this morning. I, I, I have no illusions that Kenny Galladay is going to step in and and be that AJ Brown. He's not that guy anymore. Um, he's not, you know. But but I do think there's a chance that he could he could give you um, a, a higher level of talent than you have. Yeah. In that in yeah. that room, especially if you lose Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Well, I was just going to
4: bring that. Speaking of wide receivers, Mike Reese had uh you know some information this weekend on McMyers and yeah, you know, there's, a, there's another item that Mike Reese had
6: that remind me of when you finished with the Jacoby uh, Myers stuff.
4: You know, what he could possibly getting uh uh in terms of salary. I think it was like the sixteen million range. 16 yeah, to I 20. mean everybody
6: has him around fifteen million. Yeah. Mike had it between fifteen and twenty. Right. Um I don't think it'll get to twenty, but I think fifteen is reasonable. Yeah, Yep. I mean if you look at his his production it's it's right on par with guys that i mean like hunter renfro just got 16 annually now he's he's all produced hunter renfro now
4: the problem so you know we all love myers right and we think he's he was probably the most consistent wide receiver the team had Uh, no probably but if you do go out and get a a true number one how much does his production go down as and a, now you paid him sixteen or fifteen million or whatever, and then you signed this number one, right. and now he's not getting the same production he had before.
6: Right. I'm um, I, I, I not necessarily. First of all, I'm not sure that the production will go down because I think the style that he has is going to be conducive to catching a lot of yeah. a lot of balls. Okay. Much like when you know Welker and Edelman weren't the number one guys, they still caught the yeah. most passes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but I don't. I, but I don't see him as being that
4: quick, get open kind of guy that Edelman and Welker were. Myers, but he is.
6: He, he gets open like they do. Yeah, as quickly. Yeah, I mean he's he's a, a possession receiver. Yeah, who catches 85 balls. Yeah, like I mean I I don't know. Th- this is gets back to my 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 itch that I that I scratch every once in a while about. They need a slot guy. So this gets me to Mike Reese's other item, which he had today. Evidently, the Patriots have plans, I don't know if it's already happened or if it's going to happen today, of working out Slade Bolden, yeah. the former Alabama Wes Welker slash Julian Edelman type, yeah. who uh, you know, everybody, I'm sure, would much rather see than Jacoby Myers, even though I don't think that he'll be that kind of a guy, but – He's uh, an undersized uh, inside slot guy who Bill O'Brien used at Alabama a lot like he tried to use Wes Welker, right? So evidently there's some some interest there. The guy wasn't really even in the league. Yeah. Last so year. I mean, I knowing the way the
4: Patriots operate, there's probably some people in the room, you know, saying, "Let's not pay this guy 16 million. Let's just start over with another guy because like Paul Perillo says, they're just loose change." Gosh. Yeah, but
6: they at least have to be NFL players. Yeah. He wasn't one last year. Um, Yeah, no, no, that's that's a fair, like, snark at me. No question. I think less of those guys than most. I think maybe I'm going to be proven wrong on this. I think continuing to try to model your offense in that way is a mistake. Because you don't have Tom Brady. That's first and foremost, but that would be true no matter what you try to model your offense like. Yeah. I think in this day and age you need guys to make plays. I think teams will let you throw the ball underneath all you want. You're not gonna beat me that way. This is yeah. the way they look at it now. Yeah. Um yeah, you know, like Tom Brady had one of his lowest average per attempts last year of his career. Yeah. Million completions, yep. you know, through for a lot of yards again like he always does. They couldn't score points. They couldn't points. score and they couldn't win games. Yeah, they couldn't score points. Because you know? they couldn't get the ball consistently down the field to Godwin and, and Evans the way they had in the past, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, just, I just feel like it's a tough way, it's a tough way to, to play offense to just rely on that guy, especially if you don't have the du- – Now, if you want to add that guy to Randy Moss and his prime on the outside, that's right. different. Right. That's right. different. Yeah. You know? You just
4: have to have that threat. You have to have a big play threat.
6: You know? Yeah. I, I and I found it interesting that I listening to a couple of the uh the GMs today, you know, they're always asked those generic, you know, you know, talk about this class. What are your thoughts on this class? What positions are strong? And I heard a lot of guys talk about tight end, yeah being very deep, cornerback being very deep, um, and pass rusher. Um Brandon Bean was one of them that used those three positions, but um, so you you wonder if it if it turns out to be. I, I think there are some options um, at fourteen, and what I hate is, you know, uh, also a lot of these guys agree. There's not a tremendous amount of blue chippers, to use your term. Okay, yeah. right, not a ton of blue chippers. So what does that mean? If there's not a lot of blue chippers, trade right? down. Okay, why doesn't it mean trade up so you get one of them? <laughs> but there aren't any. No, really. But there are some. Yeah. It,
4: well, I guess blue chip is in the
6: eye of the beholder, No, perhaps? but my, my point is there's never been a draft without any blue chips. Yeah. So if there aren't a lot of them and you're at 14, if you can get up into the top 10, maybe you can get one. Yeah. I'm not even but sure. But everybody who... was with you. Well, yeah. that means they're trading down, and you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably
4: right. I agree. Yeah. Well, especially if, if teams are undervaluing the, the top-tier guys and they're willing to take less to get out of it because – they just don't think the market's there for these players cuz they're not blue chippers maybe maybe the move is to go up and you know get a you know ha-
6: have to give away a little less than you normally would Right. you know right. i don't know so yeah i mean just a l- it's it's just starting yeah but we and i had some fun this morning yep. monitoring some of this crap all right 855 pats 500 is the ace ticket hotline
4: 855 pats 500 a lot of uh a lot of electricity last show Ooh, because and, and, we're giving and, away our T-shirts.
6: And, and, <laughs> and Derek Carr is yeah. actually in Indy meeting with the Saints, the Jets, and the Panthers. Wow. Which is kind of rare for a veteran. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard the Jets are hot in his heels, you know. I think the Jets are trying to protect themselves in case Aaron Rodgers doesn't ultimately leave Green Bay, which some people think— this is going to end the same way it uh, did last year, and he's not going to end up going anywhere. That, I mean, if, I, I kind of feel for
4: Green Bay fans. Like I, like, I would be going nuts if I was a fan right now.
6: But would you be going nuts wanting him to leave? It would like be, Felger? No, it would be love-hate. Yeah, that's how Felger it, is. It would be love-hate. I Felger want him, is
4: so done with him. I want him, but I hate the way he's acting. You know? That's the way I would be as a Green Bay fan, because his talent is undeniable. You know, are you a better team with Aaron Rodgers? Yes. You know? Is there someone else that you're going to get that's going to be as good? No. You know, so it's that's the the, the conundrum that Green Bay's going through right now. Uh, but, yeah, we we did give away some T-shirts last show. We'll give away a couple more this show at some point. We'll do some uh, trivia questions. First person who emails webradio at patrons.com with the correct answer will get the T-shirt. I did get some complaints, though. We got complaints. Yeah. Well, you, well know, you are the complaint. You're, you're department. catering to people who, you know, who, who well, listen to the show. Yeah, and and, and <laughs> yes. I I said, yeah. I mean, the first T-shirts are going to go to our loyal listeners over the year. I'm sorry, uh, but at some point we'll have more generic, and we can tri- have some yeah. more, um, more recent, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but those are too easy, I think. You know?
6: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, they're, they're not really meant to. be. But we hard. can also
4: have some non-related trivia questions too. So, Paul, if you if you have any good you know patriots non show related trivia we can also throw those into to give everyone a, sh- a shot i'm not
6: uh, good at coming up with trivia questions but a lot I of people a
4: lot of people took the questions that we asked last week and actually did research they went and looked at tweets that we had or oh, shows in the past and and found the answer on their own okay you know <laughs> so, somebody also someone actually referred to a kirsch chronicles that i did in 2001 I didn't even know those were still available. Remember I used to do those daily blogs from the Super Bowl? And uh, I mentioned Shane Donaldson in one of them, and he got the answer from that. Shane O So, good stuff. Shane O back. Good stuff. All right. Um, phone lines are lighting up. Uh, let's get over to the Ace Ticket Hut line. We'll start with Eddie in L.A. What's up, Eddie?
7: Hey, what's up, guys? Hope hey. you guys are doing good.
4: We're doing good. Thanks for calling.
7: Warner. I wanted to talk about a potential target for a wide receiver to trade for. Okay. And it's not in the draft. Um, I know that there's probably not word that he doesn't want to be with this team anymore, but maybe like the team is rebuilding and they feel like they need other things and maybe they don't think that this, this, uh, this guy that's in his rookie
1: contract won't be here the long term is Michael Pittman Jr. Okay. Yeah. Would he be a good... Potential trade target.
6: Yeah, I, I think ball. he would. Uh I think he would, Eddie. I think he would also be a great piece for Indianapolis to try to uh you know, turn this around uh and, and put last year behind them for for the Colts. So but yeah, I, I like I like that kind of player. Um I, I and I think he would be a, a good addition for the Patriots. So it's definitely worth looking into.
8: Yeah. All right, that's all I have. Thank you. Okay.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I like that idea. I like, I like the way Eddie's thinking. You know, you know, go outside the box and look at some guys that might be able to, uh, yeah. you know, and, and maybe you might look at it and say, well, Indy might have to strip it. Indy's been trying to put Band-Aids on it. And maybe they've gotten to the point where right now they're just saying, let's strip it to the studs yep. and start again. I wouldn't go that way with Indy. I would never go that way with anybody because I don't think you need to do that in the NFL. Right, right. You know, I think you can kind of – you get a few pieces. And, yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, I mean, the, the Gallaudet thing, you know, just reminded me that you just never know who's going to come available, you know?
6: Yeah. You know, a guy like that, he's a tremendous disappointment with the Giants. Um, they, he was a good big free agent addition two years ago, and he's done very right. little right. You know, for them. Well, so, But then you look
4: at it and say, okay, you know, Daniel Jones did better last year, but up until that point, you know... Does Galladay have the same excuse that a lot of people are giving Mac Jones? You know, like the people around, like he didn't have a quarterback.
6: Most don't. (laughs) Uh, I I was laughing yesterday. I I talked to you a little bit about this um, um, yesterday here in the office. Um, So you talked about Devin McCourty with his strong, passionate defense of Mac Jones. I think he said something like, if you think he's not the future, you're wrong. I think was that was the money quote that we all used in our yep. in our recaps, um, and then at the same time, you know, like there's been as you say all the time, you know, all these people on the radio that want him gone. You know, right. the 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 callers and, right. and the listeners, He's not the guy that want him gone. And in and Andy, uh, our buddy Bighead, you know, said, "So is it is it uh, you know a passionate defense? Is it is it a, the back or is it or is it slander <laughs> against?" against mac or you know you know how how does this look um you know because some people are tired of the propaganda propping mac jones up by some people i mean like adam jones yeah who the dark knight himself who's now on wei and then people are looking at the bashing of mac jones as slander yeah so so right now you you've you're in a mess it all depends on who you listen to and what voices are in your head i mean adam I mean, what he,
4: he's really good at what he does, but I hate what he does, uh, Adam Jones. Like Friday, they were talking about a video that we came out with oh. um, about, you know, the Shrine game and the Patriots coach, coaches being there and all that stuff. And, you know, our narrator uh, mentioned, you know, players recently who have come out of the Shrine Bowl, Kyle yeah. Duggar and uh, Uche and, you know... Uh, and didn't mention Mac Jones. Well, it was an oversight on our part to not have Mac Jones in that conversation, but when Mac Jones was there, he had a sprained ankle. He didn't play in the game. So I can understand why it was an oversight. But of course, Adam Jones in his fashion looked at it as some conspiracy that it was, you know, a message that the Patriots were sending Are you by sure not
6: Mac ac- Jones was at the Shrine Bowl and not the Senior Bowl. I- I don't know, but like that. See, that was that's my pushback. Is I thought our our piece was about the Shrine Bowl. Well, was, that's where our coaches. Were. It was mo- it, and 90, I think Mac Jones was at the Senior Bowl well, and didn't play there because of an ankle well, injury. Well, it
4: could be, but ninety percent of the piece was about the Shrine Bowl. Ten percent of it was about the Senior Bowl because two of our coaches were at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Covington was the over right, there, you know. Right. So, so they did mention that, and they might have mentioned other players who'd come out of the Senior Bowl in the past. I'm not sure, uh, but either way, that could be too. Either way, it was just an oversight it wasn't like oh the patriots intentionally left him out to send a message first of all football has nothing to do with the video and we you know? don't ever do that you know we don't ever try to send messages that's how you get fired right <laughs> we're not doing that so like you know i listened to your guy adam jones and i was like oh rolling my eyes and poor matt smith who you know is the producer of the thing like was like oh shoot you know i forgot to put him in <laughs> Boy, now I'm he gonna-.
6: didn't say fudge yeah Yeah, it's it's one of those things that we always deal with, and whenever something like that comes out, it's always well, you know, the the team website doesn't have a defensive coordinator listed, and you know, like that's not always because you know some edict from above. We're just doing you know the best we can. We put together what I thought. You know, a lot of people there was a lot of positive feedback on that piece. Yeah, right? I know Matt. Uh, oh, I thought it was a great. Piece. I know Mike Reese was very complimentary of it. And I do want to thank Sunday football
4: because they did give us access. Football gave us a lot of access, you know. That, so, yeah. um, you know, but that doesn't mean that they were telling us leave
6: out Mac Jones. Right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we, 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 hey, 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 we're trying to send a message to <laughs> right. Mac Jones. We have got to get him back on back on track here. Uh, that's the, here. the last. Him out. That's the last thing they would ever do, you
3: and
4: know? they wouldn't ask us to. They do it. They wouldn't ask <laughs> us to do it. Yeah. Oh my God.
6: So I just thought that was funny. And so you you were funny too. You said like he, he's very good at what he does, Adam Jones, but I I, I hate, hate that what he doesn't right. like what he's doing right now with the Bruins. Oh, he is a troll. It's <laughs> just unbelievable. I'll believe it when they hand him the <laughs> Stanley Cup. Them, I won't believe it until they hand him okay. the Stanley Cup. Good for you. Okay. <laughs> like, Way to get out there on like, a limb. Like yeah. so so they can go through the entire regular season to be the best team in hockey by a significant amount. Right. They could go through all the all through three rounds of the playoffs and ultimately lose in the Stanley Cup final. And, and you'll a, say I would see. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, right. Like, like that's unbelievable to me. oh, uh, You know, like, And I do think it's funny. I don't unlike a lot of other people, I don't take this stuff um personally. <laughs> like I just think he's But how a role. often does the team with the
4: best record not win it all? A well, lot. What how like, you know. But does
6: not winning it all mean right. that it's it was a failure. all it was all Well, that's just
4: the argument I've always had with Big Head is, you know, what he labels as a failure of a season, and I'm much more easygoing that right. way. Right, like you know? like
6: losing to Philadelphia in the 17 Super Bowl did not make that season a failure. Right. To me, losing in the first round of the playoffs with a team like that, like say in 2010, that's more of an argument to make right. as, as a failure. Right. You know, like that. Th- there are there are differences. Like not every great team wins it all. Yeah.
4: And, and to me, those who call it a failure when you get close and you don't do it don't realize how freaking hard it is to get as far as you get. You know, it's
6: like the Celtics and Bruins right now are both playing great, in, you know, here in Boston. I know, you know, we don't have a lot of just Boston fans uh, that are listening, but does that mean that their seasons were a waste of time if, right. if they don't end up winning at all? Now, if they get punched out in the first round, have at it. Yeah. Like that's different. Right. But. You- you know, you're losing, like, the conference finals or, the, or the, the, the actual finals. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. That's a pretty good run they you know, took you on. I mean, the, the, the Bruins, you know, winning all these games, they're on pace to set an all-time record for points and wins. Yeah. And if they lose in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals, I'm supposed to say, "Jeez, I can't believe I invested all that time. <laughs> oh, my God. But that's what people but, say. But yeah. losing the first round of the the, the playoffs and, yeah. and I'll be saying, geez, I can't believe I invested all that time. That's a choke.
4: That's a choke. That's I a, agree. Yeah. Uh Patty and Agawam in the ace ticket hotline. What's up, Patty? What's
9: up, guys?
6: Hey. Hey, Patty.
9: I got to give kudos to Paul. You're right. Uh, Mac Jones was in the Senior Bowl, and he he got hurt and he hurt his ankle in practice that week, and then he didn't play in the game. Yeah, I'm giving credit to
6: Fred for the ankle part because I didn't remember that. Yeah, uh,
4: and I got it wrong. I, I, you know, but whatever it was, Shrine Bowl, both games were mentioned in the piece, and you know, there was no message being sent. I can guarantee you right.
9: that. <laughs> I just want to touch on a couple things you guys said. Um, I kind of agree with Paul, where if they were to re-sign Jacoby and they went out and got a quote-unquote number one guy, I think that that would increase his production because that would take a lot of pressure off of guys like him, guys like Hunter Henry, um, Gasp, Johnny Smith, maybe. Uh, I, I highly doubt the, the latter one. And, um, yeah, I mean, if, if Fred, your scenario um, that you heard where they possibly might sign Orlando Brown Jr. if they don't franchise him, I would move up and take uh, – the one guy that I really like, I know I said there's no sauce or Darrell Revis in this class, but the guy I really like is uh Devon Witherspoon out of Illinois. He looks like he's their sort of uh you know, in that Patriot mold, the Ty Laws, Stephon Gilmore, good press man guy. He just he looks like he needs to add maybe like ten pounds to his frame, but he looks like a player, you know.
6: Okay. Yeah, and like I said, um a lot of these uh NFL decision makers are talking about the depth of the cornerback uh, position, tight end, cornerback, pass rushers. I've heard that uh, a couple of times today. So yeah, I wouldn't be a, a. I think cornerback is a is a big need. I know like I I, I heard uh, people on my station, Freddie, last weekend um, or early um, uh, late late last week talking about is that 1080 WBZ. <laughs> That's <laughs> 1030. Oh, but anyway. <laughs> <whatever>. um, <laughs> Uh, I heard Gasper and Murray talking a little bit about, you know, they've had a great great track record of developing corners. And I'm like, gr- I mean, a great track record. Now, you could certainly point to the undrafted guys. Randall Gay. Right, Randall Gay. <laughs> no, you can okay. Randall Gay, Malcolm Butler, yep. Jonathan Jones, J.C. Yep. Jackson, all undrafted guys who turned out to be good players. Now, let's talk about what they've drafted at that position and developed. Right. Yeah. That's not so good. Wheatley. Oh, Wheatley, Will Height, Duke Dawson, Jawan Williams, yep. Cyrus Jones. Yep. Um, that list is uh, Jordan Richards, T- Tavon Wilson. They're, their list of second-round defensive backs is abysmal.
4: Yeah. Why do you think that is?
6: I have no idea. Why are they better with the undrafted guys? The undrafted
4: guys come in the more? I would argue
6: – I would argue that there's probably not a huge difference. It's just your perception, yeah, of what a guy. Oh, oh, oh this undrafted rookie's playing, as opposed to you know the second round, uh, you know the second round draft pick is a part time player, right? Now I think Malcolm Butler and J.C. Jackson were a lot better players than Tyrone uh, uh, Tyrone Wheatley, yeah, uh, Terrence Wheatley, Terrence Wheatley, not Tyrone Wheatley, yeah. he's a running back, yeah. Terrence Wheatley and, you know, Duke Dawson. Yep. But I, I do think part of that is perception. I think you think a lot more of the undrafted guys because they were undrafted. Sure. Uh, all right, Patty. Is that it? All right, guys. Thank all right, you. thanks.
4: Uh, let's go down to North Carolina. Todd's there. What's <laughs> up, Todd?
10: Hey, guys. Uh, dang hard to buy a house these days, I tell you. Wow, it's a
0: lot of hoops.
4: Oh, but- well, anyway, it's always been a lot forward. of hoops, but also the, the competition and all that, the price and yeah. all that. Ugh, I don't. Yeah. I don't envy you.
10: Yeah, So last uh, call last uh, week, I called in and said, "Well, what do you think would be like a sign of progress and and trying to move the team forward and stuff?" And I actually thought I should probably answer my own question because I think really, if they want to show that they're trying to turn the page on last year, move forward. Give Mac Jones a chance. Like, I'm not going to say whether I like Mac Jones or nothing. I'm not going to get into that whole thing. I just think <clears throat> he needs a chance so that the team knows what they got, whether they, there's something there or not. They need to get rid of Judge, and they need to get rid of Patricia. They need to start clean because there's just too much baggage with those two. Well, I, and I think I, that that would be a sign that they're moving forward. At, I really at do.
4: At the very least, neither of them can have anything to do with the offense. You know? Uh,
10: I don't know. Even the defense was complaining about them. Apparently, well, okay, again, I, I, that's I, that's hearsay. I, I can't say it, but, yeah. you know, they were they were over-involved in stuff, and I think that, that as long as they're there, there's a chance that it could be a bit of a toxic situation. You know, Bill's good at navigating things, but I don't know. Like, this it bothers me.
6: Yeah. I, I kind of feel like Todd. I, we talked about this late last week.
4: I just wonder, you know, like these stories that are coming out, are, were they a couple incidents? Was it a thing that happened every practice? You know, like, like I don't know. I. Well, I you're
11: just, right, Fred. I, just, you I know, just players
10: never blow anything up or. No, I know, but you know, but, extreme, you know
4: but. <laughs> like I just wonder, like what what's going on? Like, is what yeah. what kind of ship is Bill running these days compared to what he used to run? I just wonder, you know, and like to me, one of the things they need to do this off season besides mm-hmm. you know building a team is like and I'm not saying they should do an investigation and who's leaking and all that, but it doesn't matter who's leaking. They just need to put a stop to it. They need to, they need to get everybody on the same page and, and, you know, um, somehow, somehow, and just get rid of all that nonsense. And Todd, you might be right. The way to do that is judge and Patricia are gone. So that you eliminate any of that. But I I just think that that's, one of the big things that Bill needs to do this off season is get everyone back on the same page, to, you know, yeah. working toward the same goal. Um, yeah,
10: and get a few players, I think. That'd oh, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the by the way, appreciate. yeah, do
4: that too. But. Yeah,
10: get the players yeah. too. I'm not poo-pooing that, but I, I think that yeah. it has to be, you know, an all-around effort. But anyway, great show, guys. I love the giveaways. Yeah. Uh, yes, I had two of the answers, but my phone didn't work last week, so and yeah. I was doing house things. So All right. Anyway, take care, guys. All right, thanks, thanks Todd.
4: Todd. You know, like, I, you know, Going back to 2003, when they got rid of Lawyer Malloy, there were a lot of people in the locker room that weren't happy with that decision, you know? Yep. And then you had the Tom Jackson, his comment. Um, he didn't make it up, I don't think. Um, but Bill figured it out, how to, you know, winning helped. But, you know, he got those guys back to a, a mindset where you could win. Um, and I don't know what, ha- I don't know how he did it, but it, you know, It happened. And that's kind of what he has to do now is, is just get everybody's mind right again. Well,
6: you know, do I think that that alone is going to be a sign of progress? No. But I I do think that sends a message to those guys on offense that they were heard. We heard you. Okay? And Right. We're going to make sure, even though we're not going to have them on offense. Now, look, sometimes these things work themselves out for you. And we we open the show talking about Sean Payton talking about Matt Patricia. So maybe that part of the equation works itself out for you. You don't have to do anything. Maybe Sean Payton hires Matt Patricia, and that's that's one of the two gone. Your point is if Joe Judge is just not involved with the offense, I do think it would be better if he just wasn't around. If they feel as strongly as it, it seems. This is not me saying, I can't have Joe Judge in my day. But right. if the players feel like that, that they – they were done wrong by Joe Judge last year, then I think it's better off for both parties um, to sort of separate. But that alone isn't going to do anything, but I do think it's a sign that the coaches heard the complaints and they did something about it.
4: Yep. Uh, Let's go to Scott. And, Scott, are you in Wellesley?
1: Hey, guys, how are you? Yeah,
4: Scott and Wellesley. Yeah, that was a poor attempt at spelling Wellesley, Matt. Yeah.
2: But anyway. It's a Rhode Island attempt. Yeah. What's up, Scott?
1: Not too much, you know. I was Surprised when you were talking about busts in the uh, in the in the defensive backfield. You didn't include Razai Dowling. Yeah, well, yeah, that's
6: I'm, another one. There you go. That's another yeah, one.
1: Yeah. You know, I was, I was worried about you, Fred, because I saw that they cut Quinn Norton, and I knew how excited you were about him last year. You, know, you <laughs> basically were comparing him to Justin Tucker. Well, he and, can, uh, he could really hit I'm that ball. Been able to get past that.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The question, the what I wanted to call about essentially was. Um, you know whether you think they should go for a wide receiver with, with the pick that they have, assuming they don't trade down. You know, I like the kid from USC, um, the Addison kid. I also like, you know, mocks a little bit lower than him is the kid who dominated that Rose Bowl uh, from Ohio State. And then, but then you also look at some of the, you know, a lot of people are mocking cornerbacks to them there, and you you'd like to think that go to the offense first and maybe. Either get a wide receiver or get an offensive lineman. I was curious what
4: you guys would think on that. Regard. It's it's like Paul said earlier. There's a lot of ways they can go in this draft, um, and I, I wouldn't. I know we get frustrated when they trade down, but if they trade down, load up a bunch of guys second, third round, and get a wide receiver late in the first round, I'd be okay with that.
6: Yeah, you know, and I like uh, I like Addison too, like Scott does a little bit more than. But none of these guys seem to be fourteen. Yeah, I mean, I know that's the whole thing as well. Not at fourteen, it's just like you know, I like Jacoby Myers, but not at fifteen million. Like then you don't like him. Yeah, if you don't like if you don't like him for where he's supposed to be now, I I just feel like they have so many needs that they can go in a lot of directions. Yeah, so you know, if the tackle is the guy that they need. At 14, fine. I think the defense needs plenty of work, too. Yeah. I'm tired of every time they play a, a reasonably competent offense, they're on their heels the whole game. Yeah. And that's what happens. Yeah, You know, well, Paul, fortunately you for Paul, the Patriots, do they don't play that many competent, you know, like high-powered offenses. Yeah.
1: Hey, Paul, do you think now that Bill O'Brien's, do you think it'll make a difference in terms of, like, you know, going all the way back to Belichick and Parcells and that whole tree has never really valued wide receivers. But we're seeing now all these teams that are going far, have real weapons and we're not talking about like, you know i'd like to see jacoby myers come back but he's not a you know he's not a waddle he's not a no, you know i a, agree you know yep. a guy like that so my question is do you think belichick will ever change his mindset in that regard and say yeah i need a justin jefferson i'm willing to take a guy in the middle of the first round uh who's a wide receiver or do you think he would trade down and take jackson but the kid i was talking about from Ohio State, what do you think I don't know.
6: Defense? I don't. You, you know. know I, I. I think that's a great question, and it's. I don't have the answer to it.
4: I just think it comes down to money, um, always. You know, like say, well, you know, they had a true wide receiver one with Randy Moss, but when they got him and they trade, he no, was a that's, bargain.
6: That's what Scott's trying to say. Do you yeah. think that they will ever change that mentality? Yeah, I
4: don't know. I don't know. But if
6: they don't, they will be doomed to mediocrity. Yeah, is my opinion because flip, side, because I think the, the guys- cap is getting so big that you can't compete. Without paying for playmakers. Yeah.
1: But if you look at the first round last year, Olave was, you know, turned out well. Garrett Wilson was a great pick for the Jets, which they're going to ruin when they sign Carr because he stinks. But that's neither here nor there. I I just think it's time for them to roll the dice and and get a wide receiver. And and even if Mac Jones isn't the answer, at least you have a guy who, for five years, who's good. Yeah. I
6: yeah I, I'm not opposed to it. I, mean, I just don't know like like Fred said, I don't know if there's a wide receiver that's among the best 14 players in the draft.
4: yeah I mean, the evidence is out there, like you said, Scott, that the teams that are doing well in the league right now have that true playmaker um most of them also have a pretty good quarterback too, but that's beside the point um they all have that true playmaker. so you know it'll it's be,
1: it'll be easier to get free agents on defense because they they'll all sign for less to play with Devon Gancho.
6: <laughs> i think there was some sarcasm in that comment right all right
4: thanks scott um let's go to new jersey eric's there hey eric hey
6: Ooh, it's eric with a k maybe it's scalavino no not new jersey no no eric Guys, hear me yeah <laughs> uh hey how we doing guys um
11: kind of want to uh fred I, I really got to push back on the jacoby myers uh situation i mean i think this is just what bad teams do to stay in the medi- mediocrity here um again i think he provides more value to us than a team on the open market um no other team i can't really name another team that he's going to catch 70 80 balls and again why I, he not doesn't but really, why not
6: but why is that the only way that he would provide value
11: because what does he? i mean if he, you throw the ball to him at 10 yards you're going to get 10 yards there's no yak there's, there's no Upside for Yak on, on, on his ability. Now, I think the guy. But great. that's
6: not what I asked. I asked, why would his value be lower if he doesn't catch 80 balls? What if he makes because more I, plays? I, what if he creates more first downs? Well, he's saying he can't. But, but, what, but yeah, why, I mean, why not, is what the, I'm saying. Why, why is he you know, more ahead, valuable to the Patriots than anybody else, is my question.
11: You know, I, just, I just think that he has. All right, we built him up. He's come. He's come through. Whatever "quote unquote." Far, that he came up through the well, system. Well,
6: let me ask you a question,
11: Eric. No, he's Eric. answering the question.
4: I know, but is he a 70, 80 eighty-yard a, a catch player?
11: On on most other teams, no. Why? On this team, well, yeah. and no. I'm
6: asking why. Why?
11: Compared, I can name about four, literally I can name about 35, 40 receivers that are that are better than Jacoby Myers. Again, I think he's – Again, he's consistent.
6: But why is he not – but why would he not have value if he doesn't catch you 80 balls? That's so my you, question.
11: No, I said he doesn't have – he doesn't provide the same value as opposed to – See, I like disagree. I, him, I, think like with the,
6: I think if you put him on Kansas City last year, he's a better player for the, for the Chiefs than he was for the Patriots. That's a team that had yeah, I, no I, wide receivers. Yeah, they, ha- they had no real answers at wide receiver. Oh, what the? We're knocking. We're knocking you, you tiles, something tiles just, off. Something just Over fell time. and hit me in the head. We got. We got. We got wider issues. Hold on. We got wider issues. I got a workman's comp. No, uh, I, I think that if you put him on a team that has a a competent passing game, but doesn't like, and I think Kansas City is the perfect example. Yeah, he's not going to catch what Travis Kelsey catches, but I think yeah. he would have been in line with with those other guys like Juju. I think he's better think than Juju against, Smith-Schuster, to be honest like, with you.
11: Again, my, my, my I guess my, my issue with Jacoby, like I said, I love I, I love the story. Nothing nothing against Jacoby. Yeah, I don't really care about the story,
6: story. I just care about it, the player. I
11: think it's I think it's great. But I mean, on as far as when it comes to on terms for the football field, I don't think that he provides too much. You throw the ball to him ten yards, you're not going to get. You know, you need a thirteen. He's not going to get you those extra three extra yards. He's not going to provide that yak over the account. Now again, I think these guys like Jacoby, his skill set. I think those are easily there's a plug and play guys that you can pick up off the scrap heap. I again, just my first pers- – I don't person.
4: know I, I, if he. I believe he can catch seventy or eighty catches with another team, and I think that's valuable, whether yeah. it's for the Patriots or another team. I think you know in an 80 catch receiver I'll is, tell you, is you know valuable. Who, you know who else Whether I think you could good he for gets yak or not
6: you know who else I think you would have stepped right in and been really good with 75 think or so right. catches buffalo yeah yeah they could have used that absolutely yeah and and again like this whole like he'll catch the pass at 10 yards and that, yeah that's what slot receivers do yeah slot receivers they get a lot of yak because they're only 2 yards over the line when they catch the ball Otherwise, they all average 10 yards a catch. Yeah. They're not guys that are going to get downfield and average 15-plus. I mean, Wes Welker was as prolific as anybody, right? What did he average, like 10, 11 yards a catch? Yeah. And he got a lot of yak. Yep. But that's what he averaged.
4: All right. Uh, we're going to take a break so Paul can eat. I'm going to eat, too. And I, I think I might need to get stitches as well. But
2: we'll be right back after this. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots.
5: Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Bass Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com.
14: Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code... PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
15: Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app.
2: That's right, folks. So here we see Pat, cheering. And then, whammo! Is that Bank of America life
15: Plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait!
2: Now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there! Incredible! No
15: way! As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance!
2: Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply terms and conditions apply member FDIC want to get into the game get coached up at Dean College equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring
6: the Patriots Revolution Providence Bruins summer baseball and more our classrooms were set up for success by learning directly from the pros Dean College has programs in communications sports management business and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace at Dean College
2: our students don't just play games we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots.
5: Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six Stream Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at News Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com.
2: You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC.
3: And now, great moments
0: in history. I like just watching like a good game.
4: Uh, like the ch- Chiefs, Chiefs, <laughs> don't Bengals. You, don't you like to have something what? vested? No, oh, you, it doesn't have so to be. St- oh, oh, how can you sit <laughs> there neutral?
6: Would I rather that's have ridiculous. something? Yeah, do it I the rather time. have something vested? It doesn't yeah, affect my I'll, life. I'll tell you, I was rooting from Mahomes and Burrow to score every possession the other day. Yeah, but yes, would I rather like been rooting against? You know, like for a team and against another team. Yeah, because that's how you watch games normally. Yeah, but I don't have to have that. Like. Patriots fans need to find I, that. And, I don't and, have and to. I like want to. Well, well, I, I'm going I'm okay. to give you the nod now. You know who you I know like the victory. okay. They'll root against the Rams because they spend too much money, <laughs> and that's not how you do it. Mike. So, so they <laughs> <trade to their laughs> I'll guarantee you, when if they lose the Super Bowl, you'll get. The Mark Daniels of the world will say, "See, yeah. that's why you can't win that way." That's They'll right. be all over your Twitter I, feed. I'm going
7: to tee it up and say, "Well, let's see how many they can win without any first-round picks for the next two seasons." That'll be mine. There it is. Days.
6: It doesn't okay. matter okay. that for, it doesn't matter for five years in a row they've been in the playoffs Good and Mike. won games in the playoffs <laughs> Good and, Mike. and right. been to two They're Super right Bowls. Now. The window's closed. It, it's the way they've done it is wrong. <laughs> Good Mike, and <laughs> yeah. that's the way Patriots fans will take. So, so you, Fred says
14: he likes the vit- vitriol. Fine, you're allowed to like the vitriol. The rest of us who don't like the vitriol should be allowed not to like the vitriol. We just want to watch a good game. I know. Whoever but, wins, wins. Uh, yeah. I couldn't care less. I that's
11: weak. It doesn't see, add to I my paycheck. It's weak sauce. I
6: don't necessarily have a problem with the Okay, vitri- so if, don't if you don't agree with Fred, vitriol. it's weak sauce. I can, I can just on. see Eric
4: with his tweed jacket and his, his scotch. Yeah. Just, sure. you know, sort of, oh, splendid game. Splendid game. Oh, 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 boy. Splendid. Splendid
16: game.
0: That's another great moment from...
4: All right, welcome back to Patriots Unfiltered. 855 past 500 is the ace ticket
6: hotline. Freddie, you have a very underrated skill. What's that? When we have those arguments that, you know, vent, you know, they venture off into different tangents. Yeah. You have a, a way about you yeah. to always summarize them with something very witty like that. Oh, oh splendid game. <laughs>
4: well, I mean. You're, you're sitting across from somebody that just is a wealth of material, you know?
6: Well, that's like, yeah. you know, Eric is like focusing on the vitriol. I'm like <laughs> vitriol. That, that, I have no problem with that part of it. <laughs> right. Like in that particular game, I wasn't really rooting against anybody. Yep. I was just rooting for a no, good game. That's the way I a lot watch, of offense. That's the way I watch sports. No, it's not. <laughs> not, not all the time.
4: Um, speaking of, uh, vitriol. No, uh, Deuce oh. is on the line, live from Mindy. Oh, and uh, what's up, Deuce?
7: Hey guys, how you doing? Doing pretty good. A little yeah. bit of a slow start here today with all the, you know, a lot of the GMs and, and coaches talking. So uh, we're very grateful for Paul. He's been doing a great job helping us uh, bang out the content. But um, yeah, yeah, I might have, I might to have to uh, cut
6: back. Just letting you know.
7: <laughs> no, you've been all over it. It's been great. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty good. Pretty good start so far.
6: Yeah. So. Um, Tell,
4: you know, give us a scene center. What what you know? What are you seeing? What are you hearing?
7: Well, I mean, can, can I start with the Saint Elmo's night last night? Yes, sure, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it was turning into quite the uh, the uh, S show uh, as as we kept adding people to the reservation, which uh, which we had made earlier. Uh, I think it initially the reservation was nine o'clock, and then. It got all the way up to nine forty-five at one point, um, but then Michael Rundy, MVP so far, um, just called them and was like, "Hey, we got one more person. Can we?" And they were like, "Oh, do you want to add it and move it up to 8? And we're like, "Great." So we go there at eight, and I don't know if you guys ever got this, but they put us in like this special room, like you right at the entrance. You like take a right and then walk up the stairs and then you kind of come around. Yeah. So we had a private room. Uh, I've never upstairs, been up there. Almost like right yeah,
6: one the year, design. one year, Andy and I were up there, um, and there were. Yeah, it was it was it was different. Does, did that was that Peyton's old room? I
7: I, I don't. I, they didn't mention that. Although although our waiter was obviously excellent, and we we had quite a, some some great back and forth with him about the old Patriots Colts days and Peyton oh, nice. and Brady and uh, you know the, the the waiters there are always amazing. Yeah.
4: So, what was the reaction of the newbies to the shrimp cocktail?
7: Oh, there was some there was some explosion. We got some video, so we'll come back with video. Okay. Uh, of that. Nice. Nice. Um, but. But our own Evan Lazar couldn't get enough. I mean, he was like taking everybody else's shrimp. I think he had six of them.
4: Oh, really? So, so that—that's okay with so his diet because really? I know he has a very particular diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
7: That's right. He yeah. sure does. I, I guess I didn't. I didn't get a full report this morning, but I, it seems like everything went to plan as far as concerned. Were you not there? <laughs>
1: oh no I was there Okay, I was so there. what do you need a report uh, for I'm, I'm asking he you he says he
6: guessed everything went alright you never know what happened when oh. he got back to his room oh you mean
1: uh,
4: explosions yeah, after correct uh, <laughs> um, what about <laughs> navy <laughs> bean <laughs> soup anybody have navy bean soup
7: couple couple navy bean soup I think Bradley yeah. was a fan of that so okay. we, had, we definitely had some of those who had the biggest uh, steak that's a good one. I think a lot of us were uh, a little on the smaller side, but maybe Neil, Neil, Neil went for it.
14: Okay. Good job, Neil. Those,
7: All right. Fashions. I know. I know our listeners have no idea who these people are, but
6: yeah. Well uh, done, Neil. <laughs> yeah, but
7: uh, but it was good. A good good start to the uh, to the weekend, and then we you know we've just been here kind of floating. And, you Did know, anyone or, get, get the prime
4: and... rib? I'm still on St. Elmo, so uh, like, we'll move on to football okay. in a minute.
7: Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, I don't think anybody did get the prime rib. Yeah, because that's no, a that is
4: it. a hefty piece of meat they've got there. Yeah,
7: yeah, and it felt a little late. But I mean, we're going to go back there Thursday with the, with one of uh, you know Paul's specials, the like five thirty reservation, which I'm a huge fan of. You know, eat nice and early, get that steak down. And then oh, you're going to double up on Saint Elmo
6: huh? five thirty. Wow. I don't want to eat at five thirty.
7: Not too late for you, Paul.
6: Now, <laughs> w- when you
4: were at Saint Elmo, did you see any celebrities?
7: <laughs> Anybody? Oh yeah, uh, limited. But but two two NFL uh, NFL's finest, uh, Andrew Siciliano and uh, Adam Schefter were both there. So, oh. Uh, otherwise, you know, I think it was the first kind of night, so maybe a little bit quiet. Uh, it wasn't wasn't as overwhelming as it usually is when we're
9: there.
4: Yeah. So when Schefter walks in, is he already carrying the pails of
6: water? I, oh, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. Or is he just on his phone? <laughs> yeah,
7: yeah. He had a, it draped across his back. Uh, but, but, you know, Sicily, he was right in front. Like, right, you know, when you get there, I, I forget. Yeah. Right when you get there, right at the front spot of the bar. Like, you yeah. can't mess up Okay.
4: <laughs> all right. Well, that's good. I'm glad you guys got Elmo out of the way right away. So now you're not, you know, you can focus on football.
7: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. So yeah, but so yeah, getting into it. Um, I know you know Paul wrote up a little bit about Josh, very positive about Bill O'Brien, which was uh, good. A little surprising to hear from Sean Payton about Matt Patricia, you know, that stuff uh, as well. So you know, just getting little nuggets. We just got a, um, away from Money Austin Fort, who um, didn't really have much to say about DeAndre Hopkins, but you know, just said, hey, after playing against him, I'm glad that we have him building. So um, nothing really there. Um, but Austin Fort also had some some positive uh, words about Demarcus Covington and just, you know, that they think he's a really pro- promising young coach and, you know, has a lot of really good traits. So, uh, you know, just keeping an eye out for some Patriots nuggets. I mean, I, I got to admit, it's a little bit uh, frustrating when you see Sean, you know, we're sitting right next to, right next to the Bills team and, and the head coach is sitting down with them and, you know, having, and we don't know where our coaches are or anything, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're, we're doing the best we can. I hear you. All right. Um,
4: so what's the plan for the rest of today and tomorrow?
7: yeah so we're gonna we're gonna shoot a little video kind of wrap up things here in a little bit i think today was a slow day so tomorrow we'll get into with the prospects uh the defensive line the linebackers not not probably the strongest class from what you know you're kind of hearing from people around here so um bullies into things you know talk to some of the guys that you know play for the patriots out in the shrine bowl um a couple local products that, that we're looking forward to talking to and then you know just start uh Start meeting these guys, seeing what they're like in person. See if we got anybody uh, like that guy we saw a couple of years ago, Paul, with the giant arms. Uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of those big boys walking around. Oh, yeah. Oh,
4: yeah. yeah. Tell uh, Bradley Amos in, uh No Socks they look good on NFL Network. Yeah,
6: we're getting a good good <laughs> amount of No Socks, but uh, Bradley also made a cameo.
7: Yep. I, I, I got to just say on the air, Bradley is awesome. That guy is a machine, and he's, he's, all he's right. just Relax. doing everything necessary.
6: Yeah, he he is
4: great. Yep. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for calling in. All right, guys. We'll talk to you Tuesday. All right. All right, Deuce. Mike Dusot, live from Indy, with the update. I like it. Good stuff. Uh, speaking of uh people who work here, someone who used to work here. Megan O'Brien is on the line. She wants to talk about eighty for Brady. What's up, Megan Morant? What? Hey, it's good it's good to hear from you. What's happening? Hello
17: to hear from you guys i'm bummed that paul is not in an indie what are they gonna do without
6: him there oh he's he's fine he's oh wait you're not an indie are you
17: no i'm actually headed to um the tampa bay rays new york yankees spring training game
6: right now oh legends field wow yeah um no it's over at a
17: uh, worldwide of Sports. sport oh okay
4: yeah okay. now paul's here downing two liters of diet pepsi he's, yes he's doing all right
17: Good, not much has changed. So have you guys seen 80 for Brady yet? No. No. Oh, my God. You really got to. (laughs) Why? (laughs) (laughs) I really don't. So so listen, we all know that my stance on Brady, right? Like, he left us and I decided that I don't like him anymore. Yep. So I reluctantly went to see 80 for Brady because on my podcast we decided we were going to do a review on it. I put it off to last minute. I went last night at 10.20 p.m. alone and you guys, I cried in the theater. It was fantastic. Is oh that my right? Oh my of God. The year. It was phenomenal. I, the acting was great. It really, like, you know the thing we do at Gillette, the Day of Pampering?
4: Are you being paid to say this? I don't know what's no, happened to I my swear niece.
17: God, Fred, I will go see it with you. It was great. I
4: mean, I know WWE is scripted, but this, I don't know about this, because even Aaron came in yesterday and said it wasn't that good.
17: Oh, no, it was so good. How could you think it wasn't good? It was about these women who are best friends and cancer and how the team brought them together. It was really a beautiful movie. Everything you just
4: mentioned is a Hallmark movie. I'm not interested.
17: I think you would love it, Fred. (laughs) Okay, I
4: might. I might. I'm only being... you so know, girls, snarky. They go on
17: this like wild Super Bowl trip. They no, I, I eat edibles on accident. Uh, they yeah. drink too much. One of them gets into gambling uh, problems. Of it's course, very good. Yeah. No. Okay. It sounds
6: like a weekend at the Perullo house. Yeah.
4: Wow. Well, um, if when it comes on cable, I'll definitely watch it. But I'm not going to the movie
6: theater to see uh, that.
17: And then tell me when, and I'll come in. We could do a whole review.
6: Okay. I'm surprised you still have our number. This is unreal. honestly. You know, yeah. Like, oh I mean, the fact God. that she still interacts with me is like, right. I'm so proud. Yeah. Well,
17: Paul gave me bad gambling advice recently on New- Northeastern men's
6: basketball, so we've kind of been um, struggling since then. I told you not to bet on Northeastern. What yeah. was bad about that? Um, <laughs> They're th- ten
4: and nineteen. By th- By the way, Megan, I really liked your interview with the German wrestlers.
17: <laughs> oh, thanks.
6: Yeah, and I-, I gave you advice about not jumping onto the other and use bandwagon and what's happened since
17: i know they get ranked and then they lost to illinois and then the maryland It's blowing
6: big leads too i told you
17: the illinois one was bad
6: yeah
4: so do you miss us do you you miss us
17: over there uh you guys i miss you dearly i really do i miss talking football every day
4: yeah i miss you too you know, I miss you. I, I miss I miss your attitude, your enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, you yeah. know. Yeah. You know, like, for example, um, going to 80 for Brady by yourself just because you wanted to see. it. I mean, that's not everybody would do that. And now you've you've no. got it. You've you can have
6: an informed opinion on the subject. It's like that show you went to an indie that year by yourself. What was that show? Oh, that that yeah, was a cabaret. What was it?
17: comedy show yeah, yeah by myself. Yeah. And Paul and Andy were making fun of me because they said everybody coming out of the show was in high school. This is true. Wow.
6: I know it's hard to believe, but Paul and Andy were making fun of Megan. Well, what were you guys uh, spying on her? How do you know who was coming yeah, out cause of the we show? Cuz we were out and about. Oh, okay. I think we I think we had plans to meet up for drinks after. Yep. Well, Megan, I
17: heard now that the happy hour in Indy is ticketed, which is very
6: unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, but it still exists, though,
4: right? Yeah, they still have it, but you get drink tickets. This is at the hotel that everyone oh, stays at. So you at. can
6: only have so many, in yeah, other words? Right. Oh, But I hear there's a lot of people who don't use them that if you know the right people, you can get extra tickets. Because I used to tank it up so I could save some money later. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. Well, Megan, it's good to hear from you.
17: Always good to hear from you guys. we got to get you to a show. Friday Night Smackdown. Next time we're in the
4: area, all of okay. you are coming. Absolutely. And for those who haven't seen 80 for Brady, Megan's review is positive. Rave review. Five stars. you got to go see it.
17: Not winning any awards, but it is in my heart.
4: Okay. Oh boy. All right. You were crying. You were sobbing like a child. This is unreal. Yeah. I did. Teared up a few times. All right.
6: <laughs> I don't know what's happened
4: to her. Yeah. I, I could I see myself I, tra- crying, I thought I trained for, you better than this. But for different reasons. I spent $15 on this.
6: <laughs> All right,
4: Megan, we'll talk to <laughs> you soon. All right, soon. Have a good show, guys. All right thanks for calling M-O-B, in. M-O-B, man. Appreciate
0: it. M-O-B, man. Yeah.
4: She's just got great enthusiasm. She's the she best. Really, she's the best. She's she the doesn't best. have too many bad days. No. That one. Nope. Uh, and Bolton calling in on the Ace Ticket Hotline. What's up, Mark?
9: Hey,
16: uh, uh- few weeks ago, I was the uh, the trade-down guy and got a little pushback. Now, Bill Perry and everybody else are on this trade-down bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but anyway, but, but also, well, one thing with that, though, I also said you're not going to get a trade-down unless somehow one of the four quarterbacks falls to a 14, and I don't think it's very likely. So I, I think a trade-down is really unlikely unless, you know, unless one of those things
4: happens. Well, um, I don't know. I don't think it's all—it's all dependent on a quarterback. That's a big piece, though. It yeah, is. Mark's
16: right about that.
4: But you know, we traded yeah, down I last mean, last year from where were we, we were—fifteen last year,
6: twenties. Well, oh, we were in the twenties last you year. We made the playoffs last
4: year. Oh, that's right. It was the year before we. Were. You don't remember our success? Yeah, the year before we were when we picked Mac, we were fifteen. Yeah,
6: fifteen. Yeah. and then we were—I think we were twenty-one and traded down to like twenty-eight or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So,
16: so Yep. Well anyway, uh that being said, um for once I I I'd like to see the Patriots take a risk with a wide receiver and go for like a type A a flamboyant type. You know, I, I think that we're just I I think you know, we'll take criminals at, or near criminals at cornerback, but oh, come we on. don't seem to want to do that at wide receiver.
11: But what, uh, I mean, I,
4: I
6: don't think they want to take criminals at any position. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. No. I, I thought that was an interesting choice of words. Um, but like, okay. in terms of Too strong. But but Mark, hold on. Like, I, I I understand what you're saying. I'm not going to nitpick on the semantics like Fred would. I um, just think it's unfair. These are kids. The, the, the like, I, I would take issue a little bit um, by saying, like, for once, I wish they would take a a risk on a wide receiver, and. I think that's when they get in trouble is they're taking – like, I mean, Nikhil Harry was not, you know, a safe pick at wide receiver, obviously. Um, I, I, I know what you're saying. You you want, a, like, a guy with a big personality. You you said the word criminal, and I know that that's not necessarily what you meant. You're talking about a guy who garners a lot of attention and, you know, type A, you know, in-your-face kind of, you know, cocky, confident – Wide receiver, right? That's what you're looking well, George
16: for? Pick, let's just say George Pickens from yeah. last year. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, you know, I, I wanted in to trade down. I, I'm getting off the subject, but, well, we did have a kid that knocked off a Panda Express. Yeah, that's a cornerback. Um, yeah, As a cornerback, yep. Yeah. Um, and he's a player, and I like him. I think Jack Jones is a heck of a player. So
6: yeah, We'll see.
16: Uh, um what I wanted to get to, I, I got three players. I got three players that I want that I think that could change our offense that are realistic in the draft. Um, and one of those is talking to this, you know, sort of controversial wide receiver is Kayshawn Boot, you know, wide receiver LSU. I know he's had some sort of he's had some back and forth with coaches, um, and, and that's his sort of problem. But uh, he's a Debo Samuel type, six feet two oh five, and he can play inside outside. Yeah, and I think that you know he's a guy I really like. Second guy, six six, two fifty five, Oregon State tight end runs a four five ish. Luke Musgrave. Um, I think we need that new style tight end can get up the field, can get separation, and can take over the middle of the field, and. Last but not least, I think we need a third down back, a traditional third down back, and I like Deuce Bond, Kansas State, you know, sort of a Daryl 5'6", five six one seventy five type player. So um, I just those those are three guys. They're not they're not huge names.
6: Yes, they are. All three of them are.
16: And type players, I think you can do something.
6: Yeah, for. those are those are high profile players. All three. Uh, Butte is a guy who, if Heading into last year was even higher ranked. It's like, you know, they talk about like Will Anderson if he was came out of Alabama last year would have been the number one overall pick, and you know now he's he's not going to go number one overall. But those those are all good players. I I just I I just don't know how realistic it is to like we're going to get the the you know the best playmaking the you know the best. All around receiver, the best playmaking uh, tight end, and the best uh, pass catching running back. You know, they, well, they then might then be able know, to get Deuce one Deuce of those guys.
16: Vaughn, you, know, you, you can get Deuce Vaughn probably fourth your round, first fourth round pick. Yeah. Well,
6: so you don't think everybody well, else wants to do that too?
16: Well, I don't know if he's. I think. I, I don't know. Is somebody going to take him in the third round?
6: No, I'm um, saying the fourth. Uh, like he's a fourth round kind of guy. Third, fourth, fifth round. Yeah, but like.
16: Right, and we got the fourth pick in the fourth round. Okay. Um, so I don't think that's that much of a stretch.
6: I'm not saying, saying it's a, say a stretch. Right now, it's a I stretch mean, to get all three of them, is what I said.
16: Yeah, well. I'm
6: not saying it's a stretch to get Deuce Vaughn.
16: Yeah. Right. Don't, uh, I mean, those
6: are not under the radar players. Those are the high profile players. All three of them. Like
17: yeah, well, to to the
6: point where I know who they all are, and I don't. Even do draft research yet?
16: Well, I'm. Well, okay. Well, I mean, I'm saying you know who they are, but not any of them are projected first round.
18: Okay. No, but we're not talking I about the first round. When the
16: combine round. comes, I think that, you know, I think Musgrave could blow up the combine.
4: All
18: right. Okay. But there's
16: yeah. other really high profile tight ends that are already, you know.
6: Yep. Yep. All right. Thanks for the call, Mark. I've yeah, not trust. I mean, um, I don't think they're going to take a tight end at 14. So you're looking, you know, I don't think. I'm not telling you they won't. Yep. Yeah. I don't think they will take a tight end at fourteen. So you're looking at the Luke Musgraves of the world, like yeah. you know, once you get second, second, third round, you know, beyond the first round. Uh,
4: Rashad's in Baltimore. What's up, Rashad?
8: Hey, what's up? What's up? Hey. Um, be, be, all right. Before I start, I have to say the uh, the um, the uh, the uh, the argument last week that y'all had the. Um, the blue chip player, the blue chip player argument, and the back and forth, and then you, and then you, you know, telling Mike, you know, why you you you're Switzerland. I loved all that. Y'all, y'all had me. I had to, I had to step off, uh, I had to step off my desk at work because I was, I was, that was just another class. glad we life. could entertain. Good, good. That's what's uh, then
4: our our job was done that day. Correct. Great. Yes, yeah,
8: yes, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, but um, I'm i I'm gonna go on a draft now. Last week, Evan was like, you know, if you, if you want a wide receiver, you know, put a name on it. So, you know, like this past week, and I've just been looking at players, and I pretty much decided, like, I really think the Patriots should go corner or tackle. Like... I do want a wide receiver, but like, I mean, I think Evan Wright. Like, I don't. I don't think it's nobody that's worth you know the 14. Unless we trade trading back, you know, I don't yep. really think they should pick a wide receiver at 14. Yeah, that was his point. he's not going to be that number one guy. He'll, you know, he he'll be good. But I, if you're going to pick somebody at 14 and that's a wide receiver, I want them to be. I want them to be a you know a, a Justin Jefferson, you know, somebody like that. Yeah. But I've been looking at I've been looking at corners and. I like the guy, Deontay Banks, you know, from Maryland. Uh, there's also this other corner, Tyreek Stevenson from, from Miami. And I was looking at his, his uh, stats and stuff. It looked like he got good man coverage. He's six foot. So I'm like, you know, if we don't get somebody, if we get a tackle in the first round, we can get somebody like Campbell's projected to go second, third. And then also, uh, I like the cornerback the from Alabama, Eli Rick. Um, I think it's, a, it's another corner from South Carolina. I think his name Cam Smith or something. I was, you know, I, 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 but I'm just looking at players that I think the Patriots should, you know, should pick on, and not and, and not the people that's like the Tavon Wilsons. You know, I, I don't, I don't want the the people that's projected to go lower. And then you want the name and brand, to yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, and, and I also want to say one more thing. I don't want the Patriots to take a risk. Like I, I want them to take the smart decision. Like I don't want you to take a risk. And then we got a Nikhil Hurry or yeah. you know, an Isaiah Wentz. I want them I want them to take the, the right approach.
4: Yeah, you want the you want the twenty twenty one draft and not the twenty twenty two draft. In twenty twenty one they went for name brands, two Alabama, two Oklahoma
6: in the first yeah, four picks. I'm not a big like that's not how it has to be for me. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people, you know, like I'll take another Kyle Duggar. It's not a name brand guy. I I, know, I want them to pick good players. Well, yeah, I but, know it sounds simplistic. But Kyle Duggar was pegged to go in the second round. Yeah, I but well, so was a lot of the other guys they took. Cole Strange? No, that's not. That's, that's what not I'm talking like that. about. But but, he, but if he was good, I wouldn't have any problem with it. Right. He he but, was he was average at best. Yeah. And got yanked out of three at
4: least three games. But I'm just saying that Cole Strange was picked ahead of where he was projected. You mm-hmm. know. That's all. Yeah, you are correct. That's all. But – and Rashad is like, no, I want the consensus. If he's our first-round consensus, let's pick him. If he's not, right. don't pick him.
6: Right. No, I, I – yeah, but that, if, that to if, me if, is if, the more important part. Like, we pick Christian Barmore because that's where he's supposed to get taken. Right. Like, not because we went name-brand with Alabama.
8: Yeah. I mean – you know, Barmore like all the coaches in the room, like if, if, if they have any doubt, like if it's if any doubt or like anything like that, then you, you should move you, know, you should move to the next player. you should move to the next player.:
4: Yep. Yep. I hear you. All right, thanks for I appreciate the call. All right, so I think um, people are getting anxious here. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, they, they want a chance to win a T-shirt. So I'll do one. I'll, I'll say the trivia question. Uh, it's show related. First person who emails the, first, the uh, correct answer to webradio at patriots.com gets the t shirt. Then you'll send Matt your home address so, in size so we can get it out to you. So the question is, and this is an easy one, everyone should be able to get this. So this is about speed. It's about speed, not knowledge. Speed. What innovation has Fred been trying to impose on the world of hygiene? What innovation has Fred been trying to impose on the world of hygiene? Matt, keep an eye out on the web radio at com for the first correct answer. And that person will win a T-shirt. If you won already last week, give now, some
6: other people. This is one of the ones that I submitted. And if this one takes a long time to get answered, that, that's something I think we that's ha- just poor to me. We okay. already
4: have a winner. And who is the winner, Matt?
6: Nice, Cody. Cody in
4: Indiana. All right, so you can stop answering, everybody, because uh, they're coming. They're flying in. But it is Cody in Indiana was the first one. The answer is soap with a slot, of course. All right, so we've got. I'm going to do two. I'm going to do another one. Oh, we and, got another one. And maybe we'll do one at the end of the show as well, well. If we
6: get another quick response like that one, we could save one for a little later.
4: Okay, so I'll do one. Um, this one goes back a little bit, but we recently talked about it, so. If you're a recent listener and you do keep notes, you might know the answer to this as well as our old timers. Who wrote – oh, did I already do this one? No. Okay. Who wrote the first PFW in progress theme song? Who wrote the first PFW in progress theme song? These are original songs. So uh, that is the question. Um. Let's see if anyone comes in with that right away. If not, I'll just let it go. And up, oh, we do have an answer. Wow. Wow, that was fast. That was fast. Matt, who's the winner? Andrew in Bradford. Nice, Andrew. Andrew in Bradford. Is that uh, Mass, I guess? I don't know. The answer is Mr. Liff, And he got it. All right. So, good. Good job. Good job, peeps. Good job, peeps. We'll do one at the end of the show as well, uh, so keep listening. Um, But uh, love to give away these T-shirts. So, we've also had a lot of people who uh, said, you know, I just want to buy one. Um, We are working on getting them up on the Fanatics store. We'll get a little merch going. Yeah, so the Patriots section of Fanatics, uh, keep an eye out there. Uh, looks like we'll have some T-shirts for sale uh, over there. So wow, people! Man, we had a there's a lot of people listening that don't call or email normally because uh, my email box is just full. Right? Whew. Is that something? Isn't it?
6: Everybody wants free crap. Well, plus it just shows you how many more people are listening to us. Yeah, than Then participate. Then participate. But that's fine. We don't all just that. No, but that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing.
4: Yep. All right, um, good stuff. All right, so let's get to the emails uh, that are coming in uh, that don't have anything to do with the T-shirt. Let's go to Sam in North Carolina. Um, He writes, he wants to talk about Mac. He says, why does it have to be Mac is the guy or get rid of him? He's on a rookie deal, didn't get a fair shake last year, was a first-round pick, and there's not the next GOAT quarterback out there to acquire. Let's give the guy a chance and we can move on when the option
6: comes due. I think this is where most fans and media stand. I, I, I think it, that's a really interesting way of looking at it, um, and I think it's nuanced a little bit. I, I, I get what he's saying. Do you, do you feel like that? Yeah, I, th- I think I think if
4: you were to poll, you know, do another one of Paul's polls, most people, I think, would be in that category. Ah, give him a shot.
6: No, but I think that that's too. That, we're we're arguing two different things. Okay. I think he's saying, "Why does it have to be? He is the guy, or we have to get rid of him." Right. He's saying, even if you're sort of in the middle there, why don't you just middle it for a little while? Yeah. Okay. That's what he's saying. Like, because I think if you if the day that you think he's the guy, you want to do whatever you can to lock him up. The day that you are convinced he's not the guy, I think you need to move on. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. Because you know what I think of? I think of, and this is another one that's fairly topical, yesterday Carson Wentz was released by Washington, right? So that's three teams in three years that washed their hands of Carson Wentz, Philly, Indy, and now Washington. Yeah. If Philly had sat there and said, we invested in this guy, look what he did for us in 2017 before he got hurt. He was the, the presumptive MVP for a team that was good enough to win the Super Bowl and they just decided to ignore all the warning signs and held on to him, then you don't get Jalen Hurts and you don't go back to another Super Bowl. Yeah. No. Like, and teams make that mistake. But, and I think... Like, he was falling off a cliff right in front of them. Right. Now, I'm not suggesting that Mac Jones has played as bad as Carson Wentz. I don't believe that to be the case, so don't attack me. But I'm just saying, that's the mentality. Like, if you decide, like... Like if I'm in the middle of those two, then I don't. I I need to look for another guy. Yeah, I I don't see how anyone
4: could really honestly have an opinion either way yet. Like I can't see how you could definitely, definitively say he's the guy as much as you could definitively say he's not
6: the guy. I think I don't have it. I don't know yeah, yet. You're probably going to have another year. Yeah, and then my guess is a lot of people will sort of middle it again. Um, and there'll be a lot of talk either way. I yeah. think there'll be arguments either way. Yeah. In in my in my point of view, I would be looking to move on if that's the case. Because, like I said, I think it's pretty. I think it becomes clear pretty quickly. Yeah. When a guy is going to lift you. Now, I think you can have a situation where the San Francisco model, where you can surround him with eliteness all over the place, and and, and you can get by. I don't think that's a great way to go about business. I think that's a hard a hard thing to do. Um,
4: let's see. Chris writes in uh, from New Hampshire, you got to get Mac weapons is a common refrain. Yep. I'm not expecting any major moves. With a mostly unchanged roster, I expect a slightly better version of Mac's rookie year. If that happens, what do you do? QB and coach? I love Bill, however... What have you done for me lately?
6: If it's not better than his rookie year, then you have a disaster on your hands. He said it was slightly better. No, but his. I'm saying if it's not better than your, his yeah. – ro- like three years in, if you're not way better than you were That's as true. a rookie, it's a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be remarkably
4: better than anything we've seen so far. Because um, it's – you know, like even if Matt Patricia was still his OC, his third year he should be better. Right. You know? Um Let's see. Neil in New Brunswick. Last week, someone jokingly asked about Billy O. Unlocking John o Smith. Well, if you look at the contract, we'd better pray he does. He's got tons of dead cap and a high salary and no production. Not good for cutting or trading. What was Bill thinking on the contract? If no unlocking happens, it's one of the worst free agent deals in league history,
6: he okay. says. Uh, so there you go um it just hasn't i mean it just hasn't worked for Jonathan smith he hasn't really given him much at all yeah
4: rich in new york city says what are your thoughts on damian woody's statement that the patriots being irrelevant has got to be eating craft up Uh, i think there's some truth to that absolutely who wants to be irrelevant yeah i mean he's this is a business first and foremost and you know you're not going to have a good business in the NFL if no one cares about you. Yeah, I The mean, worst th- thing you can have is apathy. Right. You right. know?
6: Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Robert— That's why a lot of people at the time made a big deal of the Patriots getting flexed out of that Sunday night game with the Raiders last year. Yeah. Remember? Yep. Yeah. That's why. Because those kinds of things don't sit well with people. Uh
4: Jay and Napa, I want a freaking t shirt, he says. <laughs> if a guy who's been listening since oh three, oh four, not really sure, can't get a t shirt, at least put on Fred and the lobster bisque for the PFW from the past. It's a lobster what's the lobster bisque?
6: You didn't you argue whether or not that's a soup? I don't know. I think there was an argument of whether or not that's soup. It's pro- soup has a ceiling. So, I mean, it's it's kind of cloudy, but I think you and that that's definitely a you and Andy argument.
4: Yeah, um, I don't know if we said is bisque a chowder or a soup, or you know, soup has a ceiling,
6: can only be so good. That was an Andyism. It can only be so good. Oh, right. I don't know. Wow, you don't remember any of it? No. Yeah, I do. I know. I love
4: lobster bisque.
6: So now I'm guessing that that Fred's, I mean that Andy was arguing with you about whether or not it's a soup. Yeah, I do love does a, it. Matter. If, I do love a good lobster
4: bisque. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Christian the Cuban writes in. Uh, Out of all the positions of need, edge, OT, wide receiver, and cornerback, which would you say you want them to acquire
6: um, for next year? Edge, tackle wide receiver or or corner yeah which do i want to draft or you know uh
4: trade draft or free agency which
6: i i I don't care yeah i mean that's sort of a nuanced question which i like um because it all depends on what you think you can acquire now if i had my choice like nothing i'd like to trade for a wide receiver an established wide receiver you want somebody who can just walk, step right in. Yeah. 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 But my guess is that's not really
4: realistic. You know, I know a lot of people have talked about this before, but in in the modern NFL, more and more wide receivers from college are just stepping right in. Yeah, That used to not always be the way, but it seems more prevalent now uh, because the college game has changed. These guys are coming in a little bit more. You know, uh, NFL ready and the offenses are geared more towards what I they're agree all familiar. around. I yeah.
6: think that's 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 a good probably. Is, I mean, it might be simplistic, but I think it's it's rooted in some truth.
4: Um, let's see uh, who's this. Anthony writes in, and he says, "If Josh, I'm assuming jo- he means Josh McDaniels, is interested in Mac, would you deal him and a 2024 second round pick for the number seven pick?" So you give the Raiders Mac and a second round pick. Yep. For their number seven. Yeah, I would. You, do, you would do it. I would do that. And who would you take? I don't know. Would you take a quarterback? Depends on who's available. Well, say say, none of them are. I wouldn't take. Well then, <laughs> then no. So you, <laughs> no, but so but but in other words, you would do this without a guarantee that you're going to get a quarterback out of the draft. Yeah. And then you just kind of sign Jimmy Garoppolo or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. You talked me into it with your uh, hypotheticals. All right. Uh, you'd then be in a position to take either Levis, is, it that, is that how you say Will his Levis, name? Yeah. yeah. Or Richardson as the new quarterback of the future and maybe sign Jimmy G or another veteran to play until the new quarterback is ready. Would you rather do that or deal probably a 2024 first and fourth for T. Higgins in role with Mac? Is that what it's going to take to get T. Higgins?
6: Yeah, probably something like that. Are you willing to A first and a fourth for T. Higgins? I would do that too. Um Yeah, I mean it's the way you talked about it, Fred, it's a bigger risk trading Mac without knowing you're gonna get a quarterback. Yeah. Like if you if you can get Stroud or or Young, then that's different. You're not gonna get them at seven. However, these kinds of trades often get get made with knowledge of future trades so if you can get up to seven then it's not that hard to get up to three yeah where you might be able to get one of those guys yeah right yep so i think that's that's the way i would look at it that's 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 how i would go about it uh megan from topeka kansas writes in
4: uh when do you think teams will start trading players before free agency starts or during um, well, they can't until March 15th, right? Well, they, can't,
6: they can't become official right. until March 15th, but it can happen. Like, yeah. We've seen it happen before. Someone got traded last year, I remember. Also, Paul— Was it the Carson Wentz trade? Well, I'm it, just watching Carson Wentz highlights right now. I think Carson Wentz, that trade from Indy to Washington, was, was made before the league year started. Now, it obviously doesn't become official yeah. until the league year. Also, Paul,
4: who do you hope we trade for? Also, living in Chiefs' kingdom, I just want to tell you all, the fans out here are so annoying, and I've been threatened just for not liking the Chiefs. So long story short, I'm ready for the Chiefs to not win <laughs> like they have been.
6: Yeah, that I could totally understand. If I lived in a, another uh, fan base's area, sure. that, w- that would get tiresome. Yeah. Um, wide receivers, I think we've talked about, like, the Jerry Judys and the T. Higgins of the world. Um you know a lot of people still like the idea of DeAndre Hopkins I'm not as high on that as as others are even though he's a great player yeah um i don't know i don't know who you know we had a caller earlier bring up Michael Pittman from the Colts yeah which i thought was a different name than the ones that we normally hear um i just I, i'm just interested in in that kind of player yeah someone who's has an established track record who who you could step in and be, uh, you know, an, an, a definite, like a dis- discernible upgrade to your depth chart. Uh, back to the phones, John's in Duxbury. What's up, John?
0: Hi, gentlemen, how are you? Okay.
6: Doing great, John.
0: Yeah, well, Paul, I hope you're on the same wavelength with me that the Patriots should be trading up, not backwards. Yeah, I,
6: I, I mentioned that earlier. If there's, uh, you know, a paucity of blue-chip prospects, I, I don't know why yeah. that means you have to trade down.
0: Right. They, Paul, they've got 11 draft picks. They right. don't need more. They, they need to get ahead of the Jets and take one of those three tackles if they're available. Uh, take a, I want them taking the top pick. I don't want the 40th and the 60th player for their 14th pick. That's stupid.
6: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. You know, if, if there's a guy that they target, and you can get them by by sliding up a handful of spots. I I, I think that's something. You, as you mentioned, John, they have a lot of picks, so they have yep. a lot of ammunition to move up.
0: Yeah, they don't need any more picks. And, and you know, I can't wait till the Jets sign uh, the Raiders quarterback Carr. There. that that will continue their last place finishes. <laughs> I don't know. That, I that, that I got to tell you right Jets now,
6: move. if if Derek Carr was the Jets' quarterback last year, they would have made the playoffs. Probably. Yeah, well, yeah,
0: but Derek Carr is a loser. He's like, you're not going to win anything.
6: Well, you're not going to win. No, at you're all. not going to win a title with him. Absolutely,
4: yeah, yeah, absolutely right. agreed. But it, it does yeah. make them a better team. They would have made the playoffs with him yeah. as their quarterback last year. Thanks, John. I Derek Carr. He's kind of gone on a roller coaster for me. Like there was, a, I thought he was a joke, and then, you know, two years ago he really showed a lot of leadership, and I was like, okay, I I, I like this guy. But then last year, I don't know what happened, but he got benched. Yeah, you know, and um, the word
6: was that he was off script too often. Yeah, for for Josh's liking, he was improvising too much. Yeah, I don't know how much truth there is to that, but so I don't know. Like he's okay. Like, like I don't think he's any more than what most other people think he is. But that's a team that won seven games with no quarterback play. Yeah, I think they could have. I think they could have won two or three the more. Jets? Games. You mean? Yeah. yeah. I think they could have won two or three more games with with adequate quarter, adequate quarterback play and I think two of them may have been against you. Yeah. Those two games could have gone either way. Yeah. Uh Willem and Philum, what's up, William? Hey.
18: What's going on, uh, Fred? Hey Paul, how y'all doing?
6: Good. What's up?
18: Okay. Um I I got a question to ask you about uh, when Bill Belichick signed well, I guess I don't know who makes it, makes the contracts up and whatnot. So I I'm just trying to figure out how how does that work. So, okay, you got Judon and Nelson Aguilar. So, how do you decide how much to pay them and whatnot?
6: Well, it's th- there's a lot of research that goes into it with players of the same you know similar amounts of experience in the league, production at their various positions, and what other black guys mm-hmm. make. So. It's and, it's like anything else. It's like the law you and know, by it's the all way,
4: and by the way, William. Just so you know, like there's yeah. like this management mm-hmm. council database, you know, portal. All the teams have access to every contract of every other team. So there's no secrets okay. out there. So it's you know, every team has guys on their staff that that's what their job is to, you know, okay, give me, you know, give me the average salary for a wide receiver, four years in the league right. with this amount of stat and those answers are at their fingertips because they have access to all the so contracts. So that's
6: you know, th- that's where like Mike Reese had his item on Jacoby Myers that we talked about earlier in the show, right? Mm. And he brought up I thought Mike did a good job of giving you a couple of comps in Christian Kirk in Jacksonville and Hunter Renfro in Las Vegas. And they you know, and no no two guys are exactly the same. But they had okay. similar amounts, uh, uh, you know, of seasons in the league, and similar production in terms of receptions, yards, whatnot. So, okay. those guys made X amount of money. That's where you come up with the fifteen to twenty million dollar range because that's where those two guys fell. Hunter Renfro, okay. I think, was signed a two-year, thirty-two million dollar contract, and Christian Kirk signed mm-hmm. a big, uh, you know, a longer-term deal for big money. Um, so. That's where they fall. I think he's 17 annual Christian Kirk. So that's why people are looking at Jacoby Myers as a guy who could make somewhere between 15 and 20 million. And that's why, like, so, you know,
4: reportedly so many teams were upset at the Deshaun Watson contract because it threw the
6: quarterback, you
4: know, trend out of
6: whack. Like if you're Lamar Jackson and you've been on the field and you've been winning games while this guy was, um, you know, suspended – how can you not say well well you gave it to him you right. got to give that to me right
18: I agree yeah I, I agree I have I have one more question and I said this is kind of a real kind of big question too so all right so we we all know that we need a number 1 wideout though but here's the question that I don't think no one's asked I'm going to ask this like why did it take you so long to do this when you had opportunities you had Brandon Cooks you trade him off you could have had you could have had a lot of receivers at this point. Why did you wait so long? And then now the greatest quarterback is he's gone. Man, you you see what Matt can do. You know he can't do it yet or or if he can at all. I don't know. He can't, you know, not with this not with not with the weapons that you have. You know you gotta get premium talent now. So I, I don't. I don't understand why Bill keeps it, it, waiting. I why mean, no, you waiting? why you keep passing
4: on this? I mean, none of us know position. exactly why, but you know, we can only surmise that it's a philosophical thing. You know, he, they, right. you know, and it could be part of the owner too. They just have, didn't want to spend that much of the cap. And I know the cap is crap, but that percentage of a cap on one player who's not a quarterback, you know, and uh, but I think in today's NFL, the wide res- that that playmaking wide receiver is. He's not as important as a quarterback, but he's up there. You know, the value of that position has just gone. It's skyrocketed in this league
6: because the league is designed to throw the ball. Yeah, I just feel like that there's this notion that so-and-so got overpaid, this guy got overpaid. If they want to give silly money and you look at the, the, the franchise numbers for offensive line, defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker, Wide receiver, they're all between 18 mm-hmm. and 21 million. Yeah. So there's not like yeah. a, a skyrocketing number that's out of whack or whatever. This is what players cost. This is, yes, like, to me, it's a changing economy in the league that's coinciding with the rapid rise in salary cap. Yeah. So to your point, Fred, if there's a percentage. That, that teams have stuck in their head it's getting big it's, it's pro- but it's probably not the, all that different right because the number might be the salary might be much different but, but the percentage wise for the cap is probably not that different yeah and in, in all of those positions oh, yeah. the, the ones that are diff- the outliers obviously quarterback is far and away the high i think there's like 32 33 million running back is lower oh. tight end is lower right like most okay, of the yeah. other positions i think safety is lower corner right you know corner defensive line offensive line edge rusher wide receiver they're all the same yeah, middle linebacker is probably right. down this year you know um but yeah those impact positions I, I, yeah and, and you look at some of this like Roquan Smith just just got a huge uh, huge bag of money yeah, for, for from Baltimore yeah, so like even then this is what players cost yeah and if you don't want to pay what players cost you're going to fall behind
4: Yep.
18: I'm just, I, I'm just, I, I'm scared as heck of this offseason. I know you said to be surprised and stuff, Paul, but we talking about Bill Belichick here. I am scared. I am dead serious, man. Like from, yeah, I get it. From free agency to the draft. Oh my god. So I just, just all I'm going to do is just pray to the, to the football guys <laughs> that Please,
0: God, Bill, to pick the right players. Yeah. Take care, gentlemen. All right. Yeah.
6: <laughs> I, 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 mean, I understand where Williams coming from because. We've watched this guy for 20-plus years, and we know how he wants to set up his team. And my question would be to you, Fred, and I don't know – I don't have the answer. I'm no expert by by no means. Um, you know, does he have to change in order to win at the level that he's accustomed to winning? Right. Yeah. I, I would say the answer is yes. Yeah. And And to assume that he is going to is – He's well, dangerous. I and, don't know
4: and if he I, will. And I and I'm not saying that this is what they're doing, but if they if they're trying to build the team so that it's good for a decade, I don't think you can have that type of vision anymore in the NFL. You know,
6: like I, I don't. I, I think don't, you. I think you can, but only when you get the quarterback. But I just think it's yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I when mean, you have Mahomes or Josh Allen or
4: Burrow. Okay, you can think ten years down the road, but until you have that quarterback, there's I, no sense in looking I don't 10 know about years down you. the road.
6: I don't want to look 10 years down the road. I'm yeah. a, as a fan of a team, I only care about now. Yeah.
4: So, and I, th- and, and I
6: think it's so easy in that league to mix and match parts. Yeah, so I think building a team that's
4: sustainable for a decade, I don't think that that's the NFL these days unless you've got one of the four or five top quarterbacks in the right. league. And really, there's only that many, you know, like – I guess I guess you could throw Rodgers into that mix, but he's getting old. You're not going to look ten years ahead with Aaron Rodgers, you know. So it's it's hard to do. You need that quarterback. Once you get that quarterback, okay, now you can start looking at the future. But until then, you got to look at like t- this year and next year. <laughs> um, Kevin in Dublin, I'm growing worried about Bill's management of the staff, both coaching and playing. More broadly, the notable decrease in Bill's ruthlessness of years past, has corresponded with a rise in locker room leaks and player pressure. I get that it's not always necessary to rule with an iron fist, but I think Bill has invited trouble by refraining from making swift, tough decisions on player dissent and coaching mediocrity. Still a great coach, but has he lost the edge in terms of management?
6: I don't really have the answer to that.
4: Well, like, you know, okay, when it comes to coaching, we were talking about this a few weeks ago I don't remember Bill ever firing a coach midseason have you you know like ruthlessness no yeah so like midseason yeah maybe maybe there was never a reason to do it but like you know I've seen other teams do that but Bill has never done that does that mean he's not ruthless I don't know but
6: he's never done that but I will say that I the, the other part of what he talked about I don't remember these kinds of leaks coming. The the, the kind of information that consistently came out of the locker room the last couple of years, I don't ever remember. But does that happen when you're not winning on any team? I think it does. I don't. I do. I I don't. I think that they've had mostly winning seasons around here, but we didn't hear that kind of crap. No, because they've had mostly winning seasons. But this is not the only losing season they had. Okay. to my point. You go back to the Adelis Thomas
4: year. You heard a lot that year because they were dysfunctional in the locker room.
6: Yeah, but the only thing that you heard coming out of that locker room, in terms of disgruntled, was specifically to an individual for their treatment. In other words, those four guys that were late yeah for practice, they were pissed off. Yeah, like I'll go back to no, but you I'll also- go back to Corey Dillon. He wasn't starting. He was pissed off. Yeah, go ask Bill. Yeah, like you didn't hear like. I, we, I don't know what our game plans are all about. I've heard that for the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, including in a 10-7 and seven season that they went to the playoffs. Yeah,
4: I, I, think, I think a lot of that has to do with no Tom Brady, believe it or not. And, and yes, yeah, so a little bit of a lack of leadership on the offense, obviously, because, you know, actions speak louder than words, and we saw the actions as a result of last
6: year. And, and I think part I, of it is a changing mindset yeah. for players. Yeah. These players and I, I use this analogy all the time. These players are used to just changing teams, and you don't like the situation. Just transfer to another school, go to another high school, find a different coach that will understand you, and figure out the way you want to do it. And I, I think that's part of it. These guys are like, "No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. I'm not, I, I don't want that guy running my defense. I don't want this guy calling plays on my offense. I'm just going to bitch about it because yeah. that's a lot of that is." Kind of generational. For you and I, you know, we're we're old guys, Fred. We would have never thought to openly question the coach's authority. No, you keep your mouth shut. Right? Yeah. You know, you might think something, but you're not gonna express it. Right. Although I might have. (laughs) But nowadays, I mean, who doesn't express every thought
4: they have ever? I know. I know. You put it out on your account. Um, Darren writes in, What does bisque mean? It's a thick cream soup. It's a noun, a thick cream soup made with shellfish or game um, or a cream soup of vegetables, ice cream containing powdered nuts or macaroons. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, there's bisques, there's chowder, there's stews, Mm -hmm. and then, of course, there's soups, there's gazpacho, which is cold soup. I don't like gazpacho. Do you like gazpacho? It's like potato, right? No. No, no, you're thinking of nachi. Nachi. but Whatever. No, gazpacho is <laughs>
6: cold soup. Cold soup. I okay. don't I don't like it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had, I don't think I know from gazpacho. You've never had gazpacho? I don't think so. Oh. Uh, so I can't I can't accurately comment on whether or not I like it. All right. It doesn't sound like something I would like.
4: Yeah, I, I I mean, to me, why have soup if it's cold? I,
6: I don't get I, that. I, just have a V eight. Fred, we're having a like n we're having a nice show today,
2: you and I. Yeah.
6: We're, we're sort of lockstep.
2: But if it's a dessert soup? A dessert a soup. A dessert soup? Like, like what? strawberry cream soup or something. What the hell is that? They have that? I've had it once. It was good.
4: Now, a mousse
2: is like a pudding, right?
4: It's this was actually like a soup. It was a soup. Good. And it was good? It was good, but it was cold. That's why the
2: gazpacho made me think of
4: it. I, I, I wouldn't be satisfied with that. Like, you know, I'm going to have dessert. I'm
6: going to have cake or ice cream. Or it's what? not something that and I And they're going to give it's, me this liquid.
2: Was, put in front of you at a wedding,
6: you fall? Yeah. What do you fall on? Pies, that dessert? Pie is a
4: dessert. Pie yes. is a dessert. Okay.
6: Yeah.
4: yeah. Unless it's chicken pot pie, and then it's good, a meal. Good point by you. Which I had last night. Chicken
6: pot pie is Delicious. an underrated
4: midwinter oh, yeah. dinner. But but you can't have the chicken pot pie with the peas and the carrots in it. It's just got to be chicken, gravy, and the crust. That's that's it. I don't need all don't the like, other stuff. You
6: don't like veggies? Not,
4: put them on the side if you want them. Don't. Oh, put no, a,
6: I, I like the carrots. Don't
4: put them in my pie. I don't like peas. Keep I your like, peas uh, out of my pie. Wow.
6: Yeah. You are uh, yep.
4: very regimented. Yeah. I like, I like just the chicken, the gravy, and the, and the uh, flaky crust for my chicken pot pie. It's, it's a, like I said, it's a yeah. very underrated mid, yeah. midwinter kind of B- meal. You know, for the most part, pies to me are desserts. Are they not for you? Oh, yeah. 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 Why but, wouldn't they be?
6: But, well, I don't know. You just said cake and ice cream, so I didn't know if you were oh, I like pie. pie. I love pie. Yeah.
4: Sure. Give me a pie. Uh, Stop laughing, Matt. Uh, let's see any kind of. <laughs> Who pie. doesn't? Uh, I know what Matt's thinking. Uh, Mark's in Everett. What's up, Mark?
0: Hey guys, how you doing? I, I love chicken either way. Vegetables well or not, doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, uh, Paul,
6: he's from God's, God's country. country. He, he
0: knows. Well, I always agree with you, and I can't stand that. But I do always agree with you, especially young, while the guys that are now. But I wanted to ask this. As a receiver, number one receiver, really what we need, if we had him last year, would we have won any more games? I mean, Mac Jones, in the offensive line, was most of our trouble, wasn't it? It really wasn't the receiver having a number one or not, don't you think?
6: I, I, um, In general, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think that there's a notion that if you just get the weapons, everything is going to be magically fixed. And I'm not sure that that would have fixed everything last year. Yeah. I think the weapons they had should have yeah, been so better. I think a lot of people agree with you, Fred. Yeah. And you know who agrees with you a lot? Who's that? On my show, Felger. Oh, yeah? He says it constantly. Their weapons were better than they showed last year. Well, rare, rare time had, that we agree. They had plenty to be more successful than that on offense. Yeah, I agree
4: with that. I've said it, I've said it from, the, from the jump. So
0: back Mac was throwing them in the ground, throwing them over throwing people's heads, and he was throwing people into danger. So, I definitely I, agree I, with that I last one. offensive line. Yeah, I think yeah. offensive lines what we should uh, focus on, and maybe looking at maybe another quarterback or getting Mac back into his game. Okay, you guys, thank Ooh. you. So All much.
4: right, thanks, thank Mark. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Um, Be good in God's country. Dan, of Virginia Virginian, Michigan says, "Apologies to the emailer if I have it wrong, but I'm guessing what he's talking about when it comes to bisque is Fred's comment that good lobster bisque is sex is like sex for your throat." I do remember saying that. I do remember saying that.
6: I. I I don't, <laughs> but that's even funnier yeah. than good lobster you love bisque and pie. is
2: is like sex for your throat. He's is, not the only emailer to say it, so it must be true. Is, yeah, oh, no.
6: plus it was Dan. Yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't doubt Dan. Yeah. Say other other
2: is saying you said yeah. sex in the mouth. Um,
4: if you're looking for a good lobster bisque on the Cape, the Daniel Webster Inn sandwich has an excellent okay. lobster bisque. Uh, you have the <laughs> the place down the Cape. Oh yeah, for everything. Well, if you haven't noticed, I eat out a lot because uh, I don't cook. But and my wife doesn't really particularly enjoy it either, so <laughs> we, we eat out a lot. But, yeah, my wife and I eat out a lot too. Yeah, um, I I to I, me. I, I, just, I enjoy the whole thing about eating out. I do. You know, I like the sitting down, getting a drink,
6: placing the order. I, I just enjoy you know what that. I really like when, yeah. on like a like a Saturday night, especially in the summer if it's nice out. You get to a place on the water and your table's not ready and you go to the bar and have, you know, maybe a couple of drinks while you're yeah. waiting for your table. Yeah. And that that to me is like See, I it's don't this a couple hours see, I that's don't perfect like that. for me. That's I don't like that. For me. I
4: don't like having to be in a place where I know I'm going to have to move as soon as they call my name. I like to just be where I'm going to be and settle in. You fat Bastard. No, it's not about laziness. I don't want to move. I no. I just I just want to be where I'm supposed to be and settle in, get comfortable, and, and not have to uh, worry well, about oh, oh now I got to move. I'll pay the check now or take it to bring the tab. You know, I don't want to to worry about that. I just want to get my table. I want to sit. I want to relax. Yeah, see, enjoy I, I,
6: the, I love that nice like kind of summery. It's not like scorching hot, but you're yeah. on the water, so it's. Oh yeah, I like that.
4: And I like being at a bar and
6: all you that. You know, and it's just relaxed. It's like yeah. sometimes you like you go and you sit and you feel like you know because they want to turn the tables That's over. True. That's true. Like I just want to go and I want to be out for a couple hours and I want to enjoy yeah. sort of the atmosphere. That's true. And you know me, Freddie. I you know I as a, as an admitted D list celebrity, I get yeah. recognized a lot at the bar. That's true. That's true. You know, people want to buy me little lights. Yeah. And who am I to deprive people of that? No, that? there you go. So for you, it's a business decision. No. Yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, I, I get – my wife and I, when we're out, we get into a lot of conversations with people at the bar. I find that – and I'm not overly right. extroverted in that way. Right. But when you're sitting at a bar, it just sort of lends itself more it does, to conversation. Doesn't it? You yeah. hear somebody say,
4: oh, did you mention – yeah, it happens a lot when I, we're at the bar. I yeah. enjoy that. Uh, yeah. Th- that is a night out. All right. Um All right, that's going to be it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. Remember, stay tuned to Patriots.com and Patriots Social for all the combine news that we're going to be generating out of Indy. And Paul and I will be back on Thursday. Thursday as I throw up all over my microphone with another show. We'll see you then.
3: Thank you for downloading this podcast.
0: Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen.